Welcome to Nerdables episode 466. This week, we discussed summer blockbuster movies and if there are too many of them this year. We also discussed the writer's strike and how that's going to affect movies and TVs later this year. And we talked Star Wars, Heir to the Empire. And if it's going to be the new Dave Filoni movie or if it's just internet hype. So this is going to be episode 466, Heir to the Summer Movies. Welcome to Nerdables. I'm R.A. Joining me are Mike and Ethan, and Chris should be on shortly, maybe. This he is was... the first episode of the podcast. <laughs> this is the first one since the 10th anniversary show, which you missed, unfortunately. Yes, um, and it's the, I don't know, I guess the first one of the new season, if we're going to go with new season, you know, if we're doing it where a new season starts so it'll at, be like yeah at, you know at the anniversary so it'll be like a british series there's going to be like three episodes in the <laughs> season <laughs> this one probably will <laughs> um so we we're just talking that there's a lot of movies i mean if we always we've been talking about this summer of movies that is there going to be fatigue by the end of the you know by the end of the summer we've been talking about this for years and it seems like this year may be the year that at least for Disney, we may see a fatigue for Disney movies. Because, I guess. well, think about it. We just had Guardians come out. Yeah. This weekend is Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. In, is Elemental before or after Indy? I think it's before. Oh, yeah, in June. Indy's at the end of June. We have Elemental, in the I think, in the middle. And then there's... Um, like one or two more Disney ones coming out this summer. Like smaller ones or just? Well, it depends on what you call smaller. Right. Element- I mean, Elemental's, Elemental's June 16th. Yes, yeah, so that's right in the middle. So, so every, it's like yeah. every two weeks, there's a new Disney movie coming out. Yeah. So when does, when, so here's the thing. We're already going to see Guardians of the Galaxy is the number one movie still right now. Right. It, Come, even over Fast X? I think so. Yeah. Did, Ethan, do you know if it beat a Fast X? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I would think Fast X may have surpassed it by now. But then again, I've also heard a lot of uh, people who are kind of have a fatigue for Fast Furious. Fast X did beat it last week. It did $67 million it in did. its opening weekend. But and then Yeah, uh, I thought so. But, but I feel like, you know, I... Mean, I you know, it's like 50% of the people who would normally go and see a Fast and the Furious movie probably are skipping this for now. Well, I was going to say... Or just based yeah. on the what I hear online. Yeah. So. I was just going to say something about, like, Marvel fatigue, too, but this is the last Guardians film, this last James Gunn Marvel movie, so that sort of has that going for it. Yes. Well, the thing is with the with what people are thinking with Marvel fatigue, pretty much, I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians has kind of relieved them of that because a lot of people are saying how good the film is. They really enjoyed it, and it's kind of brought them back into huh. wanting to see Marvel again and whatnot. Like they kind of felt like the last couple movies weren't so great, but since this one kind of you know exceeded their expectations, they're, they're kind of like reinvigorated. That's interesting. Rotten Tomatoes is calling it the best Marvel film since Endgame. Mm. I agree with that. Think of the movies yeah. that you've had. We've had we had a Spider-Man film probably right after Endgame. Yeah. We had which you could probably say Sp- that Spider-Man one was you know um, Far From Home was 
It was a lot. It was but, a, it or was you a mean lot. No Way Home? Or No Way Home, excuse me. Was um, probably a very good movie. Yeah, well, it had, I mean, had a lot of nostalgia. The, yeah, that had the plus of that. Uh, we had what? Um, Wakanda, Wakanda Forever, Forever, which a lot of, there were a lot of people that liked it, but didn't. There was so, they didn't like it as much as Black, you know, Black Panther, right? Uh, because you're missing Chad, Chadwick Boseman, right? We had uh, Doctor Strange, which right. uh, people were saying it's just you know. I think I like that better than Guardians. Do you really? Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of this Guardians, but I think my expectations were higher for this movie being mm. at the end. So it, it is definitely a change from the previous two Guardians, yes. I feel, because it's a lot more serious, but uh, I don't know. It, to me, a lot of I went into this film worried. Yeah. I was scared to death that one of the main characters was going to die. I was expecting that too. And it sure seemed like it, yeah. you know, especially every, you know, everybody thought Rocket was dying. I don't know about that. I didn't think that necessarily, even with whatever, with what happens in the movie. Ethan, do you know what happens in the movie? Ethan? No, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. So I haven't seen anything for it yet either. So. Okay. okay. I've done a good job of. Dodging stuff for right, we'll it. Stop. All right, well, we won't we won't mention <laughs> yeah. it. There is one part that I it's thought a... something was going to happen mm. towards the end, oh, yeah. and it kind of mirrored something that happens in the first one. But you have to tell me off. Right, I'll tell you off. Yeah. It's, it's with a certain character, yeah, yeah. and the way they made it seem was like this character is going to die. Yeah, and I thought I honestly thought they were going to die as far as they took it. Mm-hmm. And then when they didn't, I was like, we're very relieved. Mm. Um, but they even, they, they didn't kill off the, um, the villain in this one either. The, they confirmed that Drax carries him out. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, for me, it was a lot of, it was very noisy. Yeah. There's a, there a lot more noise to it than. I don't know the other two. Do but you like how they how the the music progressed with the movie, with the with the see with the series? I well, you, know, you, you had seven. You, know, you had the 50s, 60s, 70s music, eighties, ninety. Then this is late night. This was nineties, two thousand. But see, that's the thing. I was trying to figure out. We were. I was trying to figure out how they were decading it out because I thought each one previous was a specific decade only. Right, and this was a lot. It, it just seemed like. It went from maybe 60s, 70s. I, I just seemed like it jumped well, like, a, like a decent amount of time for be, it to change out the music. But well, I guess if it's every two decades, like 60, 70, 80, 90, 2000, 2010s, it makes sense. Well, this, then, but this, so, this one was really more 90s, 2000. Because there was some, you know, there was it, was, it was almost like it went, it went 70s mm-hmm. in the first one, mm-hmm. 80s in the second one. And then 90s, 2000 in this one. Yeah. Maybe maybe just I didn't want to hear that type of music <laughs> in, the, in this movie. Because I'm it's like... It's very, you know... That's Chris. Hey, hang on one second, Ethan. Hang on, Chris. Can you hear me okay? Go. Yes. Now we have Chris on with us. Yeah. Sorry about that. 
I hit the wrong button. I actually called my brother and he picked up. And so I talked to him for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, so I talked- talking to your brother, that'll take, it's a long conversation a lot of times. Yeah. Cause you know, <laughs> it's a lot about George, and, you know, he's taking care of the house and the trust and all the stuff with pop. Oh, he kind of yeah. took that over. So he's got a lot of lawyer stuff. He has to get through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I talked to him about that for a while. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's where I was. So we we are starting to talk about that. This is possibly you know, for years we've talked about the summer of the blockbuster movie fatigue. There's going to be too many movies coming out that everybody's going to be stepping on each other's toes, and no one's going to make a lot of money because every week is a brand new blockbuster. You know, we, we well, you know what the funny thing about this is is that. Uh, Majority of the movies that are out for the summer are from one company. Well, that, that's because the they've thing. bought so many companies. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. That's the other thing is you know it's going to be Disney that's stepping on their toes big time. But we like we were just yeah. talking. You know, Guardians came out May fourth or that weekend. Yeah. Then we had Fast X two weeks later, right? Because Guardians had yeah. two weeks by itself. Severely underperformed. Yes. So you had Guardians, then you had you had Fast X. This week is Little Mermaid, which they're saying it might do a hundred million, and yeah. it's and they're even saying it's going to do underproduced because of China, and then you also have the Ukraine and and you know the, everything with Russia. So the, all yeah. these movies are. Gonna... I think a lot of people are kind of underwhelmed by films. You know, all the way back in February when you know Ant Man Quantumania came out, it did way less than people thought it would. Yeah, Shazam uh, two, same thing. You know. Yeah. Which the, other thing, the other thing is that it's projecting that was going to be low. It still did under what people were projecting. So I think there's there's a, there's definitely a tone of um, uh, being underwhelmed and kind of bring over it and apathy. Obviously, yeah. it's just being like Fast Six. I'm looking at that, that trailer like this looks awful. And also, you know, it doesn't have the characters that they've been since five. Five is the one that made all that money that one weekend. That really was a surprise. And that seems to be what they've been coasting on ever since. Well, Fast and the Furious, yeah, Fast uh, X. Yeah, and so I guess to here, and it is just you know, him driving down the Hoover Dam, or like. That's just <laughs> well, there was something I saw that said like all those movies physics and like, gravity just do not apply uh, in, in, in this universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, on top of all that, you also have the average price for a ticket. Is over twelve bucks now. You know, it's yeah. fifteen bucks yeah. to go to AMC now. It's twelve bucks if you're lucky. Yeah. And average price because all these theaters now are doing the whole with like reclining seats, food service, all that stuff. You're lucky if you're yeah, you know, twenty five dollars for a ticket now. Yeah, AMC talked about they're doing the 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 tiered pricing for different seats now. In in certain markets, I'm so surprised far, it took but... them that long. You but, know, they're keeping the matinee prices the same. That's, I always did matinees for it because of that price, you know. Mm-hmm. The only time I ever saw a movie at night was the times I was going with you guys. Right. You know, we saw Buzz Lightyear or we saw Ghostbusters. All the other ones, you know, I saw Doctor Strange, Multimus Madness, you know, a year ago or whatever. Right. I saw that, you know, on a Sunday morning because it was cheaper and that's where I had the time. Well, yeah. But when you're looking at it, it's like, okay, there's almost a new movie every weekend. If you're a family like us, a family of yeah. three, that's you know forty five bucks just to get in the door. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We we went and saw, when we went and saw Guardians, it was a eighty dollar movie. 
yeah. with popcorn yeah. and everything else. Yeah. We're going to see Little Mermaid on Monday, and it's like we're not getting anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This goes back to that. You just choose whether you want to see the movie or you want to spend money on food as well. But with them also coming out so fast, now you have to decide – which ones am I going to go see in the theater? True. You know, am I going to go see Guardians? Am I going to because Transformers is next weekend? Mm-hmm. Am I going to go see Transformers? Because then the week after that is Elemental. Well, am I going to go yeah. see Elemental? There's always a uh, a movie that probably should be seen in the theater every weekend type deal where you can bypass a lot of the dramas, which sucks because they don't they don't get their box office right. receipts. But you're like, but I don't need a sound system for that. I don't need a big screen for. A drama well, or a comedy. That's kind of what's become. Every, every, every week is a blockbuster that you have to go, you know, right. you feel like I have to go see that on the big screen. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing, you know, Mission Impossible later next month. Right. Yep. Indies next month. You know, there's, yeah. all, there's all those films and you kind of do, you know, the food is part of the experience. You know, it's the same thing like going to a ball game. Yeah. It's not just a when you go to like a baseball game or you go to a hockey game. Yeah. It's not just the pizza, it's the atmosphere that's there. Right, right. Going to a ball game, it's, you know, the hot dog or the peanuts and the soda and the ice cream and whatever. Yeah. And it is, you know, you're there for two hours plus. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're in the theater, whether you're at a, a sporting event, yeah. you know, something like that, that's a long time to be there where you don't have any, where you're just expected to sit still with nothing. Especially when you're uh, smelling you know, everybody else having the popcorn or whatnot. You know, yeah. and there's always, there's, there's that thing of, you know, it's just the uh, popcorn and a soda in a movie theater goes, hand, they go hand in hand. Yeah. I, I went yeah. a lot of times without ever eating or drinking anything at a theater. But you also went fun- by yourself. Too. Yeah. By myself. Yeah. And so yeah, that was when I was going by myself, I was doing the same thing because, you know, even at AMC, I buy a ticket. I go to the concession stand. I spend more in concessions than I did on the ticket. You know, when I was going to yeah. matinee, you know, spending, you know, ten bucks on the ticket to matinee, I'm spending fourteen dollars for a small popcorn and a, you know, medium soda or whatever. Right. I'd rather go to a like, restaurant right before the movie and spend. And that's, yeah. what, we, and that's what we're also thinking. Meal. Sometimes we, you know, we'll get food at the theater, you know, and do the dinner and a show or whatever, and we're looking and go, well, okay, the price of what we're spending here would be about what we're spending if we went to a night, you know, a Roughly, restaurant. Yeah. It's not going to be as nice of a meal, mm. but. It's At least we're getting a food. show. It's the amount of food, too, right. is pretty much on par. But, we, okay, the, we were sitting here the other night, and we, we wanted to watch um, Super, Super Mario Brothers. Mm. And it was twenty four ninety nine to rent. And we're like, well, that's cheaper than if we went to the theater to rent it. And, right. you know, a 75-inch television with a movie like that's not bad. Well, yeah, not in... Yeah, when you have yeah. that many people right. that are watching, you know, I do the same thing. I'm looking at movies on, you know... Apple TV or, or whatever mm-hmm. they call it. I don't know if it's Apple Plus or whatever. It's other. Apple TV Plus. I yeah, I spend, spend the whole week uh, watching Facebook Planet. I should know what channel I'm on. But, you know, they have movies that you can buy. I'm looking at, you know, stuff that's either in theaters or just in theaters, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like 25 bucks for me to rent it. It's just myself. You know, I'm not doing yeah. it for a bunch of other people. Yeah, it doesn't work. So in, you know, cost analysis just really doesn't work. Right. Man, it doesn't help when not everybody has the means or ability to create a home theater right. necessarily. Like they don't nobody has a wall like you do. <laughs> <laughs> so you can put a seventy five inch TV and then have so you know, seven points surrounds. around. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, not with that attitude, Mikey. Everybody has a wall. <laughs> I you guess a, a wall. You can get a projector. Yeah, you can get a projector if you wanted to. Even the homeless can you do know. that. 
I know someone has an 80-inch TV, and she's like, I don't have to go to the movies anymore. Like, it really is the the big screen experience for her is not what draws her to the movie. You know, it's the movie itself. So, you know, I watched watched Quantum Me at home because obviously I can't go to the theater. Mm. And, you know, something where the visuals probably would have been better on a big screen, but it was still kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah. You know? I watched Dungeons and Dragons that's on Pat Paramount Plus yesterday. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. That yeah. was a surprisingly good movie. Okay. It wasn't terrible. I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I was I, I was, was surprised very... by the by the star power in it, you know? That's the other Hugh thing. Grant in the whole movie, Bradley yeah. Cooper having a cameo. Yeah. Oh, wow. Chris Pine is your lead. So you know, I like Chris Pine too. I think I think he's good, so Yeah. He really kind of drives that forward. There's a lot of exposition in that movie, and you know, I I know a little bit about fantasy and D and D and stuff. Mm. I never played it, but you know, when they're talking about these different factions and these different creatures or whatever, it's fun by me. It's not something you know. It's just like when you go see a comic movie. It's like not a big deal for me. Right. I've been reading these stories for four years. Like, oh, we're gonna go back in time and change the future. I read that next one when I was seven. You know, so yeah, or seventeen, or it's not a big deal concepts have already been introduced to me so it is you know where something like you know Dungeons and Dragons of the Lord of the Rings you're kind of into it because like that's the stuff you grew up with right so but it is you know I've talked about trying to get out here for a day so I can go see Indy and then I looked and said well do I want to see Indy or do I want to see Mission Impossible uh yeah that's a hard one well yeah because I love the MI, you know, all the MI files after two, your three through six have been amazing. Right. And I've really, really enjoyed them. So. And it re- sort that of requires a big screen it. on that, too. Yeah. Yeah, those are, I know that, you know, he always talks about he makes some movies have a big screen. It's fun to go see that. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Okay, but we're talking about fatigue and stuff like this. Here's the thing. Between May 5th and June 30th, Walt Disney Company, Walt Disney Pictures, has five movies in the theater. They always do that. Because, they have, you know, they have Marvel films come out two weeks after each other. Right. Disney films and An animated anim- films. Animated, yeah. They have... They, Their yeah, thing Marvel, is they yeah. have films that are... Yeah, they're all catered to the same people coming right. out in your consecutive weeks. It really is, because, you know... That's not really true because theater. Boogeyman is actually Walt Disney Pictures too, and that's the one. The Boogeyman is the one. It's a horror film based off of Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yeah. So, and they it's have the, that coming out in the middle, uh, in the beginning. Of all June, that a, that a producer, all that a studio cares about is that opening weekend because they get the most percentage of the tickets. Right. If oh. I'm a theater owner, I'm yelling at Disney like, "Stop doing all these movies. Let something have you know." When I was in high school and Jurassic Park came out, I saw it for the fourth time in August. Right. Two and a half months after it came out was the last time I saw it before I went back to school. And those movies don't exist anymore. Movies only in theaters for a week or two weeks, three weeks. That's true. Because after that, it's just, you know, if you're not going to get up and go, because those are kind of these event hells are, if you don't get up and go when it first comes out, mm-hmm. don't go. Well, well look at it. Dungeons and Dragons is a good example. It was in a the theater in March. It's already yeah. on streaming. Yeah, probably yeah. stayed in theaters for at least a month. Yeah, I'd say. Um, well, there was a. It's also the same with Shazam, the, uh, the Mario movie. Mario. Yeah. Well, Mario hasn't actually hit the streaming service yet. It's now only 
on demand where you can rent or buy. It'll hit. Yeah, that's fair. You know, something like um, Avatar is now hitting Disney Plus next week or the week after or something, you know, sometime in June. Mm. Whereas, you know, something like Ant-Man came out two months later and is already streaming on Disney Plus. Yeah. It just depends. So, is yeah, it worth it? came out February 15th and it came out on Disney Plus on May 17th. Right. So, is it worth spending the money to go to the theater to see these films when you know they're coming to streaming so quickly. Oh, it's like Chris said. I think it's, it's all based it, on how it you want to experience. Depends on the film. Yeah. Depends on experience. But then again, I think it also falls into the, the factor of what your preference is. Do you want to see it in a big screen with a mm-hmm. great sound system, or do you want to see it at home with whatever but setup also, you have? There's so many people ruining movies so quickly. You're like, well, i got to see it before it gets ruined. Yeah. You know, that mindset stay away too. from everything quantum media. There wasn't really a lot of surprises in it. You know, there's a cameo in it mm-hmm. by a big time actor, and I didn't know that until I saw it. So that was nice to have. But, you know, something like uh, indie. I was like, I'd like to see that on the big screen. One, I want to see it on the big screen, but two, I want to see it. I don't want to wait six months to see it. Right. Well, that and you know, it's Harrison Ford's want... last foray is indie, too, mm-hmm. most likely. Yeah. But when, okay, on June yeah. 16th, you have Asteroid City, The Flash, mm-hmm. and Elemental all coming out. Now, unfortunately, Asteroid City, that I want to see, which is going to be probably an amazing film. It's Wes Anderson. Yeah, uh, you know, so it's it's going to be a, you know, and it's got star power. Probably like three weeks out of theater. That's you know, all of Wes Anderson it's, films are the kind of the films that are in theater for you know six or seven weeks because you put that one second. You're like, I'm going to go see the Flash that weekend. I don't want someone calling and they're like, oh my god, you know, Batman's right. in it. You know, you know he's in the trailer, but right, you know. What if he wasn't? You know, you don't want someone to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm seeing this." Well, because it's an you don't interconnected want to know the ending. Yeah, it's an interconnected movie too with a broader universe. Where all of Wes Anderson's films, they're all standalones, right? But even Elemental is yeah. going to fall to the wayside. Oh yeah, which looks good. It, I it mean, it's good, a good yeah. Pixar film. Yeah, it's their animated feature for yeah the year. But that one is going to probably be something that falls to most people seeing it on Disney Plus. Probably. Well, you know. Um, Asteroid City is going to fall to wherever it lands on streaming. You know, well, that's why they have those streaming films come out so early. You know, you look exactly at something like Shang Chi that was still making money. They originally said forty-five days, and they're like, "Ah, eh, we're going to push it to fifty. Ah, eh, we're going to push it to eighty or whatever." You know, mm. if you would have a quantum media, it took them three months. That's definitely not forty-five days or fifty days. You know, it's ninety days. And they're kind of they're trying to find that window. I'm sure if you know if Ant-Man made a billion dollars, they push it even farther. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Well, that's why. Someone, I, oh, I the the I, thing is, if you give someone an option, they're going to take a different option than what you want them to. You know. Right. So if you're Disney, you don't put it on your student service because if it's still in theaters and you you know six weeks after it comes out, I want to see Ant-Man or repeat viewing or whatever. So I know you know Warner Brothers. Two years ago, where when they put everything on, you know, HBO Max or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is now, you know, something like Dune, I saw it in the theater because a friend of mine rented out an entire theater to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's worth seeing it on, but I saw it the second time at home. You know, mm-hmm. we watched Wonder Woman at home. Obviously, we couldn't go to the theater in 2020. Yeah. Thank God it was home. And that's one thing. We watched that. We're like, thank God we saw that here. Right. You know, we didn't pay for it. We didn't pay any extra for it because that movie was awful. Yeah. 
in our opinion. So, you know, I'm sure somebody that's their, their favorite film or whatever, but. What was the joke we, someone said? Them uh, walking out of their home. <laughs> Chris said that instead of turning it off, just like walk out of their house. I'm out of yeah. there. Can I get my money back? But see, when you get to July, the big blockbusters are spread out more. Like the biggest one in the beginning of July is maybe Insidious. Maybe Insidious is there. Insidious. That's what I was going to. So you have Insidious. There's the Wicker Man re release, but you don't count that. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible is the first big one. Then, then you have you, so you have Insidious, Red Door, Fourth, jeez, and then you have you know July twelfth. You have uh, Mission Impossible, which you would have think that would have done July fourth. I'm surprised about that as well. And then you really well, I think you have, you have films that are trying to get away from you know they've seen since yes, yeah, they've seen since like I started college. Mm. All the big films were like the last weekend of May. You know, here Memorial Day into into mm. June. In Fourth of July, yeah, and year by year they get they they get pushed up. You know, it's earlier in May. We had you know what was both of the last uh, you know Infinity were in Endgame were like April, mm-hmm. the last week of April, and it was really just to get it out because we're also facing the fact that people worldwide are expecting a worldwide release. You know, they're not going to wait a week and they don't want to see it. Right, right. And you see it early, then it gets pirated, and then you have you know you have a billion dollar movie. That loses a ton of money. You know, someone wow. ruined, yeah. You go online just to, you know, like I said, I used to have to go online for work. Yeah. I didn't have a choice, you know. I remember, you know, when the end of WandaVision, one of one of my friends, one of, one of our customers, posted the end at like 6 a.m. And I was lucky, you know, I had gotten up early to watch it just because of that. Oh. I thought, you know, he said, well, you got to stay offline. Like, That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. We now have something where the internet is really a utility. Yeah. You have to do that, you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother, you know, my brother's dealing with legal documents for our family. Mm-hmm. And the only way, they, they don't give him the documents anymore. They just send it to his email. Right. So he has to go online. So for us at work, we had our staff communication page was on the internet. It was on Facebook. So you have to go on Facebook to figure out, you know, Right. Where my boss is calling me or whatever, because we're spread out in different places. And then people like to ruin. And things. that day, you know, I get on there and I'm like, "Oh, that's Wanda's costume from the end of WandaVision." Luckily, I had already seen it, but not a lot of people get up. You know, I was watching Obi Wan Kenobi at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. every Wednesday. You know, but you didn't have people um, ruining it during the day. Right. You know, I watched the end of Mandalorian as soon as I woke up here because it was the same thing. Like, I don't need some idiot. Beyond, they're like, oh, they should make this guy out of a toy and show me a picture of, you know. So sick of that. You know, I'm not spoiling yeah. anything. I'm just saying that, no, you're spoiling That's, it. Why can't you just talk to your friends or your little groups instead of going on to the broader it's still, internet? It's still, right. first, it's still the first. It's still the first. Anytime I say something, you know, and I know, like, Rich is watching or you're watching it. And I'm doing it in the group. I'm like, okay, you know, and Rich does it too. Where he's like, have you seen this? Have you seen X? Right, and you don't explicitly was, say individual Yeah, one of, the weekends, one of the weeks of Mandalorian, I was like, I haven't watched it yet, because I usually watch it at night. Mm-hmm. Because being here, I'm kind of able to kind of be spoiler-free. But even the finale, I'm like, well, I'm going to watch that right in the morning on Wednesday, whatever day it comes out. So, mm-hmm. I don't have anybody ruined it. Oppenheimer, which so comes out is- July 21st, is three hours long. 
Which one? That makes Oppenheimer. sense. But that's got a lot yeah. of stars in it too. Uh, I'm, uh, Ambrose and I are going to Universal to watch it in IMAX. That's the same day that Barbie comes out. Uh, yeah, Oppenheimer's getting a lot of buzz. So it's, uh, that's probably going to be a really big film. That's the week of Comic-Con. And the week after is uh, Haunted Mansion. Uh, it was funny. We went to the movies yesterday, and I was hearing a couple uh, walk by, and they're like, Haunted Mansion? Where's Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be the same. Like, yeah, good. Thank God. <laughs> But yeah, it looks it, better than the first one. But, but, it, but then the it starts one. to spread out. You know, so it's just there's the big congestion in end of May through June. Yeah. And a lot of these movies. Yeah, get, when you get that congestion, it's is, is also one of the things like, you're like, I'm going to go to the movies. What the hell am I going to see? I've done that where I'm just like, then I just don't go at all. Like, I don't know which of three movies I want to see. So I want to get up my Sunday. You know, I want to get three hours of my day to go see right. X, Y, or Z. Yeah. I can't pick any of those three films. And then it just becomes, you know, same thing. It's just like when you're on streaming service. You're looking through everything. Yeah. You're not actually watching anything. You're just looking at, oh, what's here? Because yeah, there's so much I was doing that one of the other night. I went through, yeah, I went through, you know, Amazon. Because there's so many movies on Amazon that are not prime. So mm-hmm. I just trying to find something. Yeah. Let me feel like what's there and adding it to watch later so that, you know, now I'm like, oh, I'll do that for HBO Max too when it changes over. Yeah. Surprising lack of uh, Discovery shows. Yeah. Well, Max, Max, as it is now, is still having a lot of issues where the service just keeps glitching. Mm-hmm. So you'll watch an episode of something. Like, let's say you're watching Friends or something. Yeah. Right? You'll watch an episode. The next one will come on. You'll get a blue screen okay. that has something went wrong and you can hear the audio behind it, but the image is not there. Huh. The sites crashed several times. Um, an employee sent out a... And they, huh? they changed the app again, too, didn't they? they yeah, changed they the so now you have to download a whole new uh, yeah. new uh, whole app. Which is yeah, I that. that. Yeah, they changed the yeah. interface on the app, too. Mm. And then an employee Lucky. accidentally sent out an email saying that to, like, several hundred or 100,000 customers uh. about... I'm sorry, you know, this is the first interrogation email that you'll be receiving or something. And it freaked a lot of people out all in the same week. It's like, man, that guy's got fired. <laughs> well, I heard on some streaming services it was pretty smooth. On mine, I did have to delete the HBO Max app. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, I got a screen that's like, oh, you can go to max.com, download, and then you can re-download. So I had to erase it. Yeah. And I had to put it back in. And then it's fine. And unless I was able to sign it with my phone because I had my password saved, I was like, I have no idea what the hell my password is. For that. Yeah, I got to re sign into Max as well. Yeah, yeah. I did that. And that's why I spent the time to look through it. Like, you know, I don't watch a lot of Max. Yeah. I watch, you know, Harley Quinn, and that's it. I watch a couple episodes of, like, Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Um, stuff is like, if I've got it. Yeah. Look at the like, Oh, this is on there. This is on there. Well, I like, forgot. You know, all the uh, obviously all the the, the uh, Lord of the Rings or the Cartoon Network like adult oh, animation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Birdman, Birdman. Yeah. I watched you know a couple episodes of Harvey Birdman the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna Now that you now that you have time, you should go back and watch Titans because it's not bad. Yeah. Um, the Flash. I was so disappointed how it ended. Yeah, the it was building up to be pretty good. Okay, you know, but the last episode fell so flat. They brought back all of the 
the negative force um, speedsters. You know, they zoom and uh, okay. Um, that's all I knew. Was hard and all, you know, all of the, you know, no clue who the hell any of those people are. God, you know, they, um, speed God or, uh, what's his name? Is it the God? Who's the God of speed? Speed, uh, um, Mercury? I don't in, in the white. In who's the guy that speeds in Flash? No, shut up. Like all of no, them? There's a, there's a God of speed that was a villain like in season three. I can't remember his name. Yeah. In season three? I it was S or whatever. Oh, Jesus. I can't remember so they they bring them all back, and uh, within ten minutes of the episode, they're all defeated. Okay. And then you know it it, it just it was stupid at the Speed end. Of it, that took an entire season to defeat. He all of a sudden can defeat them in two minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then right. at the end of it, well, you know, Barry sends, decides he's going to to share his power, so he throws lightning up into the sky, and you see Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, you see like three other, uh, the, you know, the characters, um, I can't remember his name. Something Mercury was one of them. Max, uh, Max Mercury. Max Mercury. Yeah. So yeah. they showed these, you know, the, the future, mm. you know, the other speedsters that, that, that have been the three twins. And yeah. Jesse Quick. And all. Yeah, well, Jesse Quick, they've already had in the show. Yeah. yeah. And then they killed her off. It was very interesting. Uh, that's, that was early on, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, but it was just, it. To me, it just was like, this is not a great. And then it was funny because EW, Entertainment Weekly, put out an article the very next day saying, this is what the director wanted to have in the episode, but he couldn't get into the episode. Mm. It's like, well, don't put that out. You're just, you're diminishing your episode even more, your finale even more. Like, oh, this this sucks because of this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, you know... It's, well, it's just like I'm saying, you know, this is what the end of one of it was supposed to be. Or, right. You know, when Colin Trevorrow's treatment for episode nine, right. Star Wars came out, I was reading like, that makes a hell of a lot more sense than what we got. Yeah. Because it was building on the storylines that were from seven and eight, and this one was sort of like, let's throw it all away, and we'll do the Emperor movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the reaction to Flash was... Or the reaction I saw was, a, was very much like... Um, Kind of what happened with Lost, where people tuned in for the first season, never watched another episode, and then watched the last one, like, oh, nothing happened, you know. <laughs> it's like stuff's been been answered all season. You know, something's been lost. It's like the, the last couple episodes are all very important. Yeah, the last one is really about character and and everything, and, and the ending. And they're like, oh, they didn't explain what the island was. Like they do, they do it in the episode before the finale. They didn't explain why they're there. They do. They, they you know they explain two episodes for the finale. If you've been gone for all those, you know, I saw that too. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I should watch that. But I'm just like, I gave up on Flash a long time ago, and it's okay, you know. Yeah. It just was. I mean, so, even you know, the, it was a three part episode. You know, so they've mm-hmm. been building up to it, mm-hmm. and they brought back, um, they brought back Eddie, and you know, turned him into um, Cobalt Blue. And yeah, I mean, they tried to get everything that they could ever get from the speedster, you know, for the speed force in there. But it just, it to me, it just kind of fell flat. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, flat. The it wasn't as good as like the the arrow ending. You know, to me, the arrow ending was very good. Yeah. Um, and you know, there were a lot of characters that they wanted to bring into this that they couldn't. There's a lot, you know, and they and they left it yeah. where it's still continuing on. Just you're not going to see it anymore. Right. Well, I I think I remember reading that that 
they left it open that the Arrowverse could still exist. Yes. So, and they could eventually bring something out. Right. And, you know, they they wanted to do a big crossover for the the ending of the Arrowverse. Mm. You know, kind of something with their their Justice League or something. Well, no, remember, all those companies lost so much money in 2020. Right. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's been hurt by the same thing that a lot of shows get hurt with. You have an actor and you have a storyline for them, and all of a sudden, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is, so, yeah, they, most of the actors you know, from this one with, um, were done. Well, they had, you know, what was it, Wally or whatever, was uh, was Joe's son. Yes. And right. then he was like, I don't want to be in this anymore. And all of a sudden, what you've been building is, well, we can't end it the way we want to do because he's not here. Yep. He refuses to be here, you know. The story, and then again, he came going back, back for the long. final episode, or one of the final yeah. episodes. Because he wanted that's that a little bit The of guys that lost, talking about the guys that left, you know, because Mr. Echo, that actor left, and right. the guy who played um, Walter or whatever, right. the other African-American general, he had left. They're like, we're not going to bring him back for one episode. There's no reason to have him come back now. Yeah. You know, you saw um, the other actor in one episode when they were, you find out that, you know, a couple of guys had gone home. He was in that. So, but yeah, you know, you know, they talked about it at the end. Like, we had a huge storyline for Mr. Echo, and then he has one season that he tells the producer, like, I don't want to live in Hawaii anymore, so I'm out. That's I'm breaking my contract. I want to get out of here. So, that's that. So I think Flash suffered from that, too, you know? Yeah. You had characters that actually you know, didn't want to or weren't able to continue. Because wasn't. Um, well, Cisco wanted to. Act- he quit. And then wasn't uh, he actually played Joe Sick? Say what? Mm-hmm. Isn't that why he couldn't do it? Wasn't he actually who played Joe Sick? Yes. Yeah, so he couldn't continue. Well, and, and but the, he he stayed in it, but they just managed to move him out of the city, you know, with the daughter. So he'd come in every once in a while, but there for a while they just had him. You know, every time you ever saw him in a shot, he was sitting. Who? Joe. Yeah. Oh. Oh. But yeah, you, it's you, like you know, doing you know, trying to do X Files without Mulder. You know, when he quit, it was in like two two episodes. They're getting in two episodes at the end. You try to get a new agent. It's like, you know what happened with that '70s show when uh, one base left, mm-hmm. and you're like, just end the show. Like no one wants to see this without your main character. Right. You try to come up with a with an idea or something. You know, a reason why they're gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just and that'll work. It's yeah. been like, oh, yeah. yeah, no, this it hardly ever works when you try to do something like that. Uh, so, and then when you change characters or change actors in the you know role and stuff, it just just loses momentum. Yeah. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem is August second. We also I, I skipped over uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse Part Two is also. June. Mm-hmm. It's this weekend. And it's another one I'm really depressed about not being able to go see. I mean, it's just, the first one was amazing. So, so many movies. One. Do you think well, the, the TMNT one is the TMNT one is the is based on the new cartoon? So, you know, that's basically just a kids movie. I know you know TMNT like fans like me, not really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Not really for us, you know. So, uh, it's not. It, it's based off the the newer version that's going to be coming out soon, not the one that they yeah, just it had. The, it has those designs, though. It has those things that you know. 
kind of the elements that aren't the classic ones, you know, rack the leader or whatever. Mm. That's kind of what they're going with, you know. It just doesn't, you know, it's not the, the turtles I want to see. Do I'm glad they exist. You know, somebody's, you know, exposed to it and they're, they're fans of it. Mm. But it's just not something that I want to see, so I just don't. That's kind of the attitude I got to have with these things. Yeah. Do, you think that, um, do you think Transformers is going to be hurt by Spider-Verse, or do you think Spider-Verse is going to be hurt by Transformers? I think Transformers is going to be hurt by the last one is awful. The last one's you know? Bumblebee. Yeah, I think that came that, out. I don't really think of that as the, trans, the type uh, Transformers. of Transformers movie that this one is going to be is one through five. Yeah. And, you know, after four, I was like, I'm not going to see these again, because three was okay, but seeing three again, I'm like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. So I this one, four, you know, Mike went on phase before, and I remember being at the end of it, like, "What the hell did we just said to make any sense?" Well, watch, watching and, the trailer for this one, I'm like, it just it seems like a lot of noise, like four was. I'm like, I yeah. don't want to. So this one is set the thing in where the nineties. The, the people that you're adding to it are introduced as villains. You know, that crime has to fight the monkey and everything. No, 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 they, they're not. They're, they team up. They have to team him. Unicron is Eventually, the enemy. yes. But he has to beat him in order for him to try. It's the same thing as Grimlock. No, you know, he doesn't. They the don't fight. One. They don't fight at all. It's in the trailer. You see it. They have to fight each other. So they do. So they eventually team up, yes. Um, but the trailer shows the two of them fighting each other. So. The same idea that they use with the, with the dinosaurs. Like, that you show up and then this new group of Transformers are not willing to fight, you know, they're not willing to join you unless you can yeah, beat them. they have that aspect to it where it's like, oh, this is not our war, uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, th- that the line yeah. was uttered. It's, uh, yes. It's, no, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 not, it's not to the degree where, you know, uh, the Grimlock, or he had to beat Grimlock to, to best him to get him to help. Yeah. But it is in there a little bit. But this one takes place in the 90s, so it's taking place after Bumblebee, right. before Transformers 1. And we're seeing some of the designs from Bumblebee transfer over when, you know, Bumblebee is the the 70s Camaro. Uh, Prime is more of the Gen 1 Prime, you know, especially in look and stuff. You know, jazz and all of them. They, they have... A hybrid look of the original Transformers cartoon, mm-hmm. and just a little bit of Michael Bay left in there. Yeah. Um, they trying to tell you there's in the Bayverse because you know they're telling us that Bumblebee was. It doesn't make any sense. It's you know, like oh, they've been on our world for you know forty years when the the first Transformers were yeah, happening, and then it's like it's like when you're a superhero movie, you're like oh, there's an alien here. Oh my god! I've never seen Alien before. You know, it's like seen tons of aliens. Like this is stupid. They're insinuating that it's in the same universe without telling you, you know, flat out that it's the same universe. It looks like a Bay movie. It looks like a Bay movie. I don't even know who's directing it. It does do. It does look like a Bay movie. Uh, Yeah. After four, I'm done. Stephen Capel Jr. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I kind of feel obligated because I know the composer. Yeah. Hasbro is, is just still talking about trying to take back control of it and are hiring their own people to do it and write it. And so even the ones you're seeing, like, who knows how long this is going to last? You know, they were going to do it after four, and then because four underperformed, and then Michael Bezos, I want to do another one. And then we got the last night, which was yeah, 
I think this is the last one that they're contractually obligated with. Um, it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's just like when you're in a streaming service and they admit halfway through the first season that they're not doing a second season. Like, right. I don't watch it. You know, I give up on a couple of seasons like that. What do you think about Disney Plus removing some of the shows and stuff? Willow, they took Willow off. Oh. They they took uh, Runaways they took off in general. Yeah, they they've completely taken them off this the channel or off the service. I think it's twofold because, as you mentioned, they're going to take their stuff off of Hulu. There's no reason to have the stuff on Hulu if Disney owns it. Why is it on their own channel? Well, they've already announced it. Also, they've also announced by the end of the year, Hulu and Disney Plus will become one cha- one streaming service. Might as well be. I mean, they own well, yeah. three of the your properties that are there. Yes. You'll fuck stuff that's on Hulu. If they're movies, they actually belong to Disney now. What will be interesting about that merger CBS of the put two... Well, what? CBS doesn't put anything on it because they go to Paramount Plus. NBC has started to transfer, you know, the stuff that you used to put on Hulu and now put on Peacock. If you're Disney, why are you putting ABC shows on Hulu? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you might as well put them on, on Disney Plus. Well, it'll be interesting so, to see what happens I, with I the think live the big thing is, TV is, of it. Is, well, I think a big thing for it also is, it, you know, no more residuals. Because oh. they don't know what they're going to pay when the strike ever ends. And so, well, we don't have to pay the writers of Willow. You don't have to pay the writers of Runaways. You don't have to pay the writers for whatever teen show they're leaving. So I think I think you're going to see a lot of streaming services that are going to start taking stuff off. Because it is. Every time somebody watches it, they have to pay whoever created it. And that's what, you know, this writer's strike is fighting for. Right. And to make sure that, it, you know, it's, it's recorded correctly and that they're paid, you know, they're compensated fairly. You know, a company that's like, well, we're not going to pay more money every time someone watches Friends. It's stupid. We already paid for Friends outright. Yeah. Do you want us to pay more every time someone watches a stupid episode where Joey, you know, fucks two women? Well, that's part of the that's part of the writers' strike now, and SAG is voting to see if they're going to go on strike. And I think the producers' yeah. guild or the directors' guild, one of the two of them's contract is getting ready to come up as well. So there's a chance. They're going to go the on strike too. The producers guild contract with the writers guild comes up at like the end of the summer, and so that's why they're doing this now. Because like, well, we want to come. This is exactly what the last writers strike was about too. Like, it was all about like streaming services are changing the game so quickly that the contract can't keep up. Mm. So, you know, if you write if you write for Hawkeye as a show. Mm-hmm. You gotta get paid every time somebody watches an episode, right? Not just the first time they do, but Disney Plus wants to be like, "No, we're gonna pay the first time Sony watches it." Well, a lot of it has you to know? do with the. Because well, you also pay, you're paying them a rate already, and then you know, well, entertainment has constructed some. You're you're paying for it every time someone consumes it. All of a sudden, you start losing money. Like, because stri- the streaming services were still technically under the new me- the new media contracts, so yeah. they were looked at differently than the way network shows were done or way cable was done, especially yeah. you know that's, syndic- what that's what they're fighting for now. I mean, it's all about these streaming services is the it's the only way I watch anything. You know, something like YouTube, where a fan takes a, a show and uploads it on YouTube for a week. Mm-hmm. Are you going to pay for that? You know, they're still consuming the, the, the content, but it's on different channels. So if it's, you know, I know, you know, knowing different commentators, they talk about pirating. And one of the things is, you know, one of them I know is 
their comment, their comic has been pirated more than actually sold. And they're like, how do you get paid for that? You know, or whatever. So obviously a lot of people are enjoying it. But yeah. when you pirate something, that's part of it. Like, no one's getting paid for it. So right. now they're trying to just squeeze out the, the um, legitimate services to get more money from that to offset the fact that everything's so pirated. I think also the, another factor would be maybe because of how many streaming services there is. And there's a lot of people who express that they don't like the fact that they have to sign up for 50 million streaming services just yeah, to get the content never, that they never, want. Uh, I mean, I every, every, every producing company is going to have their own service. I'm shocked that, you know, MGM, it has nothing to do with the so, strike, but and there's a lot more to it than that. But um, we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> And that's the idea. If the streaming service starts to, to you know, like you said, Hulu and Disney Plus is one service, well, now you can watch it just on one service. And then it becomes easier to to figure out how many people are watching. You don't have to, you don't have to get information from Hulu about an ABC show where Disney controls it. Disney has to pay the writers residuals. You're looking at it on Disney Plus now, and you're in control of that data. So... Unfortunately, unfortunately, with a lot of these things, the writers get the shaft, and you don't have it without the writers. I'm sorry. If you no, you don't. But it's also the fact that you, as a customer, as I said, when it's done, you as a customer is going to pay more for streaming. No, but AI, AI is the future now, and that's what we're going to get all our shows written by. No, is AI bot. I'm sorry, the AI cannot. There's no AI does not have the imagination to create something like that. I don't know. You watch Transformers? That could have been by AI. It probably would have been better. <laughs> probably. All chat GTP. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm as a writer. I'm going to side on the writer's side of this uh, all the way. I'm not saying they don't, but I'm saying what's going to happen. You know, it's the same thing where you know, if you go into a fast food joint and those people are demanding better wages, your food is going to cost more because if you're a company. That last year you made X, you're not allowed to make X minus Y. You have to make the same amount. So you have to either charge more or start cutting cutting jobs. So if you're something like, you know, here, but you might not see as many new shows. Mm-hmm. And Disney Plus may look at it and say, we're not going to do as many Marvel shows. We don't want to pay those writers. Because if you're a producing company, you're paying them to create originally. And then you're paying them again every time someone consumes it. That's why so many people turn to, you know, create your own stuff. Because they're like, you know, I want to get paid the way I want to get paid. I don't want to sell it to a company, then sell it to another company, and then people are watching it. Well, I mean, we're we're seeing a lot of, you know, unfortunately, I mean, going to the studios now, this, you know, last couple of months, it's just sad because there's no production going on. There's nothing, you know, there are still some productions going on out of the country, you know, like Deadpool's still filming. I think uh, Captain America's still filming. But even with the strike going on, even with the strike going on, I think Deadpool. I saw something. I'm not sure how much this is real or not. That Deadpool, because of the strike, they have to go with the script that's there. I was about to say you can't have any rewrites right now. You can't have any rewrites, and that's that's what happened with you know going back to Transformers. That's what happened with Transformers too. Yes, because that was the last writer strike. It was in the middle of the film. The writers that were on set to help punch it up or Mm -hmm. look at it go, okay, hold on, this doesn't make any sense. They left. Well, that's because they were also using the first draft as well. Yeah, yeah which they couldn't. You never want to. They couldn't have any. They wanted to produce it. 
And it was like, well, we know people are going to go see it because of Transformers movie. It doesn't have to be written well. Right. That's where you know, you're getting that where movies don't have to be good anymore. But what they're saying with yeah, Deadpool is that they can't even do any improvs. They have to go with the script that's there. And really? I don't know how much of that's that doesn't true. Make any sense. Right. Because if Ryan Reynolds that's goes the, off script, like, right. gives a that's shit. the thing. Like, if, if it's improv, does it actually fall up under the writer's guild? Well, nobody wrote it. Right. That's where they're, that's that where they're, the they're saying that, that there might be some confusion and some conflict of interest with it. So, you know, there's a rumor that, be, uh, there's that, rumor that um, both Irvin Kirshner and Lawrence Kasdan were always mad at Carrie Fisher because she was changing the script for Empire. And not only her lines, but also for Harrison Ford's Mark Hamill's as well. Yeah, but this is different. Because, this is different because they're saying because of the writers' strike, they can't have that flexibility. I, I can see that because it's right. almost like a boss if, doing the job for. But you. if it's you're like an actor that thinks the line sucks, or if you're a director that says do it this way or whatever, sure, then it's not a writer. Well, we so, know that, we know that Lord of the Rings season two, uh, Power of the Rings, did not have. Fin- they finished production mm. with no writer or showrunner on set. Um. Daredevil has gotten put on the shelf, you know, halted right now. Mm. Thunderbolts is halted. Um, you know, everything that's right. That '90s show, which was just going into production, got halted. Every, you know, everything within that's supposed to be filmed within the United States is pretty much halted. Everything, everything you thought you were going to see in the fall and the winter, you're not going right. to see anymore. Because even if the strike, Stranger you know, Things got halted tomorrow. Yeah, if it ends tomorrow. You still got to ramp it back up, so it's still going to take right. a little while. Yeah, but then you got to also yeah. think that um, in about a month, you're going to lose your actors too, because and you're already starting to lose yeah. them because you know the actor, the writers' well, guild, they, and the actors' they guild sad usually, right? They're not crossing the picket right. lines, which oh, I had unions. I, union doesn't matter which one you are a part of. So I had to go to Paramount the other day and cross the picket line mm. for work. Mm. And while they, you know, what I was doing had nothing to do with right. a production or writing or anything. Just crossing the picket line, I was like, "This, this sucks." And they don't think nobody knows who you are. All the way so back, remember the grocery to go. Right? I'm driving into my car, you know, so right. I've got the bumblebee going onto the Paramount lot, uh. you know, and they're just, you know, I'm getting all kinds of shit said to me and all stuff. I'm like, guys, I, I'm with you. I agree with well, you. Yeah, go back to all the way to the remember the grocery worker strike. Yeah, in the early 2000s. You still have to go to the grocery store. You need yeah, your yeah. basic essentials or anything. So you, yeah. you know, this is when you know my neighbor, who was an elderly woman, she went to the Albertsons in town, and they were awful. awful. So my brother and I went and escorted her in because you know these big guys were. I'm just a customer. Damn it, I just want to fucking go into the groceries. <laughs> I'm hungry. That's what she said. Like, I need bread and milk. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know where am I supposed to go? Yeah, but you know, but you unfortunately when it, unfortunately when it comes to middle America and everything, they don't understand the strikes in Hollywood because they see it as you know a movie makes a billion dollars. Well, why are they upset? You know, the actors are getting paid. You know, the actors and writers and mm. whatever don't necessarily get paid what you think they're getting paid, mm. and it's not. You know, there's tears, just like every other job and everything yeah. like that. There's tears. Yeah. You know, okay, we're not talking about the Robert Downey Juniors and stuff like that, striking with the actors and stuff, because they're not getting paid. Right. We're talking about the, the guys that are, you know, going in for five and under lines. We're talking about the guys that are, you know, doing a guest spot or, you know, one mm-hmm. national commercial or, you know, 
just coming in and you know doing yeah. a few scenes or something. They're not getting the money because it's stopping at you know the higher up, not not necessarily the higher actors, yeah. but within the the production and post production. You know, yeah, there's also the fact that you're not getting up front, like you know, you're paying Robert Downey Jr. twenty million dollars to be in your movie, and you're paying you know the female lead five million dollars to be in your movie, right? And if you're an extra or whatever, it's like I don't really get paid to do this. Well, you don't. What you're counting on is getting. Yeah, what you're get, counting on is to get paid residuals later. You're hoping that's what you know supplements your income as you continue to work. But it's you know I think when we see all the streaming services get more expensive, all the movies get more expensive. You know, just know that's where it is. Trust me, residuals not, are not you know, residuals are not what you think they are, and they don't last that long. Right. I mean, no, I, just, but, I just received but, a residual check and it was 28 cents. Yeah, no. no, I know that. What I'm saying is that fight is for residual to be more. Yes. If you are a writer of a show, every time someone sees it, instead of getting a dollar, they want $10. Right. Instead of getting $10, they want $100. And so the way that a company is going to look at that is they're going to charge more for their services. This just happened with, you know, this is what's happened in comics in the last four years. You have more and more writers that are getting paid more and more. And so, the, you know, the books are going up more in yeah. addition to paper costs and labor costs. And, you know, we talk about toys. And one of the things, you know, I've said is the cost of plastic has gone up. The cost of labor has gone up. Mm. The cost of transportation has skyrocketed. You know, getting it across the ocean or, or being able to store it here. Yeah. You know, well, the cost yeah. of containers is 20, 30 grand now to get it, you know, to get someone to put on a ship to have it shipped here. If it's, if you're running out the whole container, let's say you're sending an entire wave of a digital classified and black series in the same container, it's still like 30, 40 grand because you got a guy who's going across the ocean. Like I got to face rogue waves. I got to face pirates. I got to face X. I got to face Y. They may not have that in every voyage, but just in case, Right. You know, what we've seen now here in California this morning, State Farm had announced they're not doing home insurance anymore. Because, like, in California, it's too easy for you to lose, lose your home. Between wildfires and flooding and earthquakes, mm-hmm. you have a company that makes access unwilling to outpay. Whatever, you know, they've said because of the wildfires the last couple of years, whatever they had built up years before is gone because they had to pay out so many claims. Right. And so they're not even going to bother with the claims anymore. I hope nothing happens. It's not going to do it. You know, we now have to find different earthquake insurance for our home because we were through straight farm and, you know, you got the email that says your, your policy is not going to be renewed. So we have to find someone that's willing to give us earthquake insurance in case the home falls down. You know, they're talking to people that are like, the only reason that they stayed in California is because they were insured and they were able to rebuild their home or relocate or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, have more people he headed your way, Ethan. <laughs> State of Texas, it's primed to explode. Uh, so, anyways, um, yeah, no, just, you know, accepting that you have these companies that aren't willing to make less than they've already made, right, are going to charge you more. Well, you, yeah, but, I mean, you never go down in prop in price; it never goes down. But here's the yeah, it's profit, profit, profit. If, if you write a novel, we said that for you know all the um, 
all the toy companies or all the toy groups, everything, it doesn't go down. No. You know, if something is ten dollars today, it's gonna be ten dollars at least. Because they have for to, the rest yeah, of it. they have to maintain that percentage yeah. of profit every year, or go yep. up a little bit more. But when you when you're a writer and you're writing, like say you write a novel, right? You're lucky if you get fifteen percent. Mm. You know, you you'll get anywhere from eight to twelve percent for your creation. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you get it published, because you're paying the publisher, the publisher is getting paid, the marketing people are getting paid, the binders are getting paid, right. You're getting to you yeah. as a creator though should be getting more of the percentage than anybody else. You think. Anything else, but if it's broken up over so many aspects, if that okay, so you get say you're getting fifteen percent, right? So that eighty five percent is broken up over many things where nobody's getting more than fifteen sure. percent. But I even in it, but even an actor, right? Mm. When you're an actor, you have most of the time you have an agent. Mm. You know, depending on your tier, yeah. you have an agent. You definitely have an agent. You know, the agent's getting, if you're, if you're not SAG, they're getting 15%. Mm. If they're, if you're SAG, you're getting 10, they're getting 10%. Okay. If you have a manager, Mm. they're getting 10 to 15%. Right. So now you're already up to 25% gone or 30%, Mm. you know, if you have a publicist or your entourage or anybody else working for you, you're paying them as well. Right. So by the time well, to me, you having a publicist or an entourage is your choice, not necessarily. Yes, you don't have I'll to give have you an that. agent either, but an agent helps you more so in your That's career. The thing. I'll you give you that. The, that agent, the want, agent and the managers but... will, they're working for you as far as they're getting you the, the work. Right. So they, you know, they're taking their cut, mm. you know, and, you know, and then you have taxes, you have, you know, and, but by the time you're getting your take home piece, mm. it's not the, Twenty million dollars that you know you that people assume you're getting, or the the whatever you know. Even if you're on a TV series, if you're on a series, your base the base salary for a TV series, mm-hmm. if you're a star, is like ten thousand an episode. Right. By the time you get that home, you're not you know it's still it's still a lot, but it's not yeah you know what the the number that people hear is. Mm. It always is when you have these strikes. You're talking about millionaires fighting with billionaires. In this case, you're not. Because the people that are there are not that top tier, you know. They're not right. the, the superstars in the world, you know. They're not the, the Tom Cruises and the Robert Downey Juniors, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, and so it is like you know these people are. There's always had this in sports where you're like, you know, when the base office goes on strike, you're mad because what the hell is you know Aaron Judge who makes thirty two million dollars a year? What is he complaining about? Mm-hmm. But the average is less. It's the mind league is less, you know. Right. Eking it out, you're more like a, what we call in Hammond where you know you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're raising a family on mm-hmm. what you know. If you worked a, as a plumber, you'd be making the same thing, right? Right. Yet as a plumber, you don't have ten thousand people coming to see you in a minor league stadium every day, right? But it is you know if the guy who owns the minor league stadium, he's paying a publicist, he's paying a, a, a marketer, he's paying concessions, he's paying X, he's paying Y, he's paying. Right. So he sees it as, well, I get all the money from the ticket sales because I got to pay like 30 different companies or 30 different people and companies in order for this to work. Right. And that, that owner is going to be like, it doesn't work if I don't have the marketing. So I was like, here, the actor's like, it doesn't work if I don't have the publicist. It doesn't work if I don't have the manager. It doesn't work if I don't have the agent. And so those things that an actor says, oh, I need those, that's the only way. You know, if you're a teen star on the Disney Channel, mm-hmm. of course you have those people. Because you're worried about, you want to go out and drink, you want to go out and smoke, 
Yeah, you no, I get you with the publicist aspect of that. Yeah, you got to have somebody who keeps that quiet and you're doing your work. But it's also, as an actor, whose work are you doing? Is it just you or is it a writer? Is it a director? Is it a producer? Right. To you me, know, like, do we get that type of performance without, and that sort of thing, like, do we get the performance of Robert, you know, again, we can call him, we can talk about Robert Down Jr., but he doesn't get that performance if someone doesn't write Iron Man. Well, if right. The or a, if the right. To me, an actor's pay should not really eclipse that far of a director or a writer or anything like that. It should be within yeah, a, a but realm of time. It is because time. that's what we're paying money for. But it's also, I know, it's also because, that, but... yes, you're going to the theater to see Tom Cruise. You're not going there to see whoever writes for Tom Cruise. I get that, but if you didn't have that writer, then it's you just like have it's just like a TV sitcom, a right? Or a TV series. You have multiple directors, right, you know that are working. So they're just like turning a page, you know. They're coming and going all the time. Yeah. It's your actors that are staying there. Your writers are there too. Right. You know, and your producers and things like that, but the directors are, you know, the, the well, director of the week almost. Right. If you have multiple directors through it. Yeah, sometimes you get you know, like with something like X-Files where one director, a lot of fans were generated to his show. You know, whatever shows he did within a season are the most popular. Mm-hmm. Now you're just streaming, those might be the, the most rewatched, you know? Right. So who do we say? Like, if I if I rewatch Lost, if I only watch the 10 greatest episodes, who am I, you know? Right. You're paying the, the, the director and the writer of that particular episode right now you have the other directors like well it's the episode should i get paid for that and most that most shows have multiple writers and you know a writing team yeah oh so yeah it, that, so the, that the people that are striking are you know the yeah. team not you know the head writer oh, or, I, got you know, I mean but it's still you know yeah you, you have it, it, everything gets lumped into one especially as far you know the yeah. more you get so to the center of like the country it's not the stephen king or the uh, the james tyson you're worried about it's the dozens of novels that you see who write books that are available in a Barnes and Noble or whatever that have you know, don't get that same amount of money. But it's also you know, Stephen King deserves what he gets because he's one of the most popular authors in the history of America. Correct. His character is the same way, and so that's well, that's, you know, that's again, not, where do you put? That's the thing. Like you know, as, as popular and as much as you love Robert Downey Jr. and the way that he, you know, or take Johnny Depp, mm. he crafted the performance to make Jack Sparrow. But somebody wrote that film. So whose whose creation is Jack Sparrow? Is it the writer or is it Johnny? Well, but is see, that, that's where you get a little bit. That's where it gets a little bit different because Johnny yeah. Depp is the one who created the persona of yeah. Jack Sparrow. But it, you can take a, it. And, still a character that was created by somebody else. Well, but you, you can take the writing it. on the page, and you know, a different actor is going to come in and give a different performance, and it's not going to be yeah. the same. You know, it's not going to be the same performance that you have or the same character that you have. So right. then you say, okay, it's worth the actor is worth more than the writer because the actor is bringing something different to the page to bring it to life. But you it's know. it's well, yeah, the, it's the writer that's bringing the story that you know yeah. is and the line, you're the basis of it. But it's still like let's again take extra for how much credit does the makeup guy get? Because the makeup is a big part of it. How much credit does well, that's why a film get? a film is a collaboration of everybody, you know, and that's yeah. where you lose it, you know, where people seem to forget that, where it becomes about the director only or the writer only or the actor only or the producer right. only. 
you forget that it takes a village, you know, mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like, you know, I like the first few films that Michael Bay did as action films. I haven't liked anything he's done since. Because awful. Same director. You know, I'll go see it because of the director. Because I, I like one of his earlier films. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, okay. Same thing as Zack, I don't want to... Zack Snyder. You know, he yeah. did a couple good good films. It's just that... Yeah, I liked 300 when I saw it. But, you know, his DC stuff is not like Thomas D. Right. And so, you know, how much is it... Why does it work when 300? Why does it not work when it's Justice League, you know, or, or whatever? Well, and like, that becomes the bottom, you know, becomes a very... And that's part of what this is. There's a very slippery slope when you talk about creative output because there's so many people that are used to it. Why so many comic creators went independent was if I sell, say, The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. Robert Kirkman gets all that money. There are people he has to pay right. because his creation was not just his, but he's, he basically has a legal document that says, I own The Walking Dead. I created it. Right. You know, I know Tony Moore and, and Charlie Adler did the art. I pay them. And he, you know, part of that, that was, I paid Tony Moore to do the first couple of issues. I contracted him to do that. And that's all I was contracted to. When I sell it, the same thing. Like, how much of Walking Dead, the TV show, mm-hmm. is based on the comic. The first season is nothing like the comic. You know, just basically the first two or three opening scenes, and that's basically it. Yeah. Watch that first season, then you know the characters that are made up of the show. Again, the Walking Dead's most popular character is not a comic character; it's Daryl, who's not was created for the show. Right. And so then you're like, okay, where does this come from? It's sort of the same thing I thought about too. You can't really quantify it. It's something like HBO Max when it came out. A lot of us who had AT and T got it for free, so the numbers aren't really telling you the whole story. Because how many of those numbers, how many of those people that got it for free would have actually paid for it? You know, I was talking right. about that on the show a long time ago. Like, I don't think I would have signed up for HBO Max when it came out. Yeah. I only have it because I have an AT&T phone and I get it for free. So, you know, same thing, Apple Plus. I signed up for Apple Plus because they had a deal where I signed up, I signed up for it through Target and I got four months for free. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've kept it since. It's been worth it for me. So, you know, it's a real number, but it's also, you know, now you have somebody like, if you're subscribed to Disney Plus, but you're not watching the Marvel stuff, do Marvel writers get paid for a subscriber? Yeah. Or do they get paid yeah. for, you know, what they're watching? Is that, how does the data roll out? The same thing with, you know, yeah. the talking about box office. The first weekend goes back to the studio. So much of it, you know, it's like ninety percent of these tickets, mm-hmm. and so we keep seeing ticket prices rising, rising more and more. As movie theaters, like we're trying to give it a different experience. We have the nice concessions, we have a nice theater, we have great seats. Yeah. Sounds like a restaurant. We have beer, you know, whatever. Your ticket's going to go up. You know, look at Cinepolis and Westlake. Mm-hmm. Beautiful experience, but like twenty-five bucks a ticket. Yeah. So, because they're paying for a bar and. Premium food and yeah. all the great amenities that are there. But, you know, I went. I've seen two films there. I think it's a nice experience, but I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> but other people like, this is the only way I can go to the movies. That's what some people have said for a long time. Is I'm not going to go to the movies unless I can have that kind of experience. 
Right. You have people that have more money than you that are able to go to Indianapolis regularly. They're like, I'm not going to go to a regular theater. I'm not going to go to, you know, when UA was still in the mall, mm-hmm. we stopped going because that theater was crap. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going the, down You know, the man, the, yeah, the man theater's opened and mm-hmm. they're like, if I'm going to spend 10 bucks for a movie ticket, I'm not going to go to the UA. It has, you know, a, sticky a floors. Substandard, and... yeah, substandard seating, substandard, you know, system, whatever. Mm-hmm. And once, you know, the AMC opened in the mall now, we stopped going to the jam all yep. the time. Yeah. And you they know, still don't really go there. No. I've only seen, I think I've seen two films there since the AMC opened. That's, you know, even when I'm going to myself, that's the place I'm going to go first. Oh, yeah. Because the seating is better, you know, or the Rocky down, down, you know, there's an independent theater at the bottom of the hill, mm-hmm. which, you know, unfortunately we saw Snake Eyes in. Oh. But, you know, same thing. Like, they had to put in new seats. They had to put in better concessions to keep up with the people that were. And all of a sudden, ticket price, I was going there because tickets were cheap. Yeah. Now they're the same as everybody else. Right. So. Okay. While I have you, because I'm, I'm, this has been a big topic of conversation on the Star Wars forums. Dave Filoni's movie coming up. That they, you know they're talking about. There's no confirmation on what the movie is about, other than it is taking place within the Mandalorian era of the Star Wars universe. All that we know is what Dave Filoni said at Celebration. Yes, which he is said he was going to wrap. He's going to wrap up three series: Ahsoka, Mandalorian, and Book of Boba Fett. Well, uh, also, film. also, so Skeleton Crew gets wrapped up in there. They said Skeleton yeah, Crew will be a part of that, but because of the line of the heir to the Empire in the Ahsoka trailer, which is referring to Thrawn. The quote-unquote Star Wars community is now under the assumption that Filoni is is making an adaptation of the Heir to the Empire Mm. novel from the early 90s. Yeah, a lot of content creators have been spreading that rumor. I've noticed on YouTube, there's guys that are are on there like, oh, they're going to remake Heir to the Empire, they're going to get rid of the sequels and everything because it doesn't make any sense and whatever. And I'm like, oh. but what people don't understand is you can't, I mean, you can add, you, you can make an adaptation of anything. Mm. If they get an adaptation of heir to the empire, it's going to be very little, if to none, like the novels, because you can't take those novels and transfer and, and put them into the new star Wars universe. Would because you, would you basically be taking, because heir to an Empire is Thrawn, right? Yes. Okay. Would you just then be taking Zahn's new Thrawn books and putting it in as heir to the Empire? No. No? Oh. Because those that Thrawn books don't take place at this time period. Oh, okay. The heir to the Empire, <laughs> the Empire was in power for 50 years. Mm. The Clone Wars had nothing to do with a clone army. They were clones that were starting to deteriorate, you know, mentally, and they were battling against them. It had nothing to do with like the Clone Wars setting up the, the Empire from the Republic or anything like that. What people are wanting from that are they want Mara Jade. They want, you know, the they they want those aspects of it. they want Luke Skywalker. They want, Luke they Skywalker. want Han and Leia, they want the twins, they want Mara Jade, they yeah. want Nora Slybaugh. You know, and as we've already seen it, they take pieces out of it. You know, we know Thrawn's gonna show up. He already has. Right. 
Um, we've seen Captain Pelion in uh, The Mandalorian, so he's going to be a part of it. And yeah. so they're going to take those little pieces from it, but you're not going to get the twins. They don't make any sense. Correct. We already have, I mean, they, they can rewrite some of the books, but we already have where, you know, in Princess and the Scoundrel, mm-hmm. where Ben is born, you have, you know, or their wedding, you have, you know, which they, they have in Heir to the Empire, you know, those, that trilogy of books, you know, you already have these specific so things. broken up Heir to an Empire in a sense of certain aspects already throughout. Yeah, and changed other, it. You have you have one car- one child of, of Han and Leia. I think the stuff. idea where they kind of said it in that council in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. with um, Moff Gideon and the others that are there, right. is that they see him as the last hope. Yes. He's smart enough that he can defeat the New Republic and reestablish the Empire. Thrawn? Which is what Air of the Empire Thrawn, was okay. about in terms, yeah, okay. in terms of Thrawn's character in Air of the Empire, mm. that's what it was. He was right. the best chance for the Imperial Remnant to return to power. Mm. So that that notion of it can probably is probably what he's going to use. Exactly, what they are using. You know, right. the idea when you know they call the difference the now. The difference that they have now is these older stories have a lot to play on the newer stories because the newer stories have already been, you know, cast out into the future. Yeah. Uh, you you got to remember so. that, you know, as Rich said, when Air of the Empire was written, we had no prequel. Right. The yeah. timeline wasn't established, so nobody knew what the Clone Wars was. There was only anything from George Lucas that said, don't do anything 20 years before A New Hope because I'm going to do that. Okay. And that's what it was. So everything so, future-based. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and you watch, um, or you read, uh, Dark Empire, one of the first collections, mm-hmm. it has a, a, an appendices to it that's completely thrown out, thrown out now. It's exciting at the time because at the time, that's the only Star Wars content that we were getting. We were getting a book, we were getting a comic. Right. That was it. It was fun to have creators speculate on you know who Boba Fett was. Right. What happened before the New Hope? What happened before you know? Well, before you know. And doing those mm-hmm. sort of things, and they're trying to retell those stories a bit. You know, all these guys, like, all the story stories, you know, that Sarah Kathleen Kennedy's just too stupid to do it. I'm like, no, Kathleen Kennedy. To me, knows it's smarter that. not to do it because then you're beholden to it. Yeah, but, you know, I said, you're not going to hand J.J. Abrams 4,000 pages worth of novels that make all this make sense. The new movies have to be on this. Mm hmm. You know, Lucas already started the academy. He's got a group of people already. You know, and then make sure you, you can get to the time. Like, if you remember the the Carillion trilogy or whatever, Ambition Carillion or whatever. That was after, well, after what we got. You know, in terms of time, after where we got the movies that we got, the movies that we got. Right. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 legacy book series, which is very much you know part of Luke, mm. Ben, his son, Mara Jade, Han, Han's two children, Jason and Jaina. Mm. You, know, you, you can't, how the hell are you going to adapt that now? We waited, the same, you know, it's the same thing I got when, um, when G.I. Joe restarted IDW, and guys like, when are they going to get to this? When are they going to, like, that didn't happen for 70 issues, or issue four, like, calm down. 
Well, it's the same it's thing with the figures. They're wanting people, you know, they're wanting certain yeah. figures to come out, and it's just yeah. like, calm down. And they don't have to make those figures. They're already saying that, you know, like G.I. Joe, the classified series, mm. for, for instance, mm. they're saying that they are reminiscent of the real American hero, but they're, it's its own, establ- their own establishing universe. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to take certain things and bring it into it. You know, like they're doing with Star Wars, you're going to bring Thrawn in, but not his story from Heir to the Empire. You'll get pieces made. Yeah. Yeah. When they first announced there was going to be a new Thrawn book, you know, a celebration of what, 2015 or whatever when we were at? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, at least Zahn is doing it. Right. right. And Zahn said, I'm going to write the story before he shows up. Oh, okay, I got to hold on. Sorry. What do you say? Huh? Well, you know, but here's the thing. I mean, you can get Mara. They, they could put Mara Jade into the Star Wars universe right now, right? But it's not going to be the same Mara Jade right. that you had 30 years of content for. Yeah. You know, they, they, they have to get to a specific ending point with her where, you know, she's either off planet someplace where when Ben takes over the, you know, She's out in the universe looking for Luke, trying to figure out where he went, or you know, something's that you know, yeah. you're not going to get the same story. So as soon as you don't get that story, people are going to be upset. I want oh, that man. character. It's like you could add Star Killer into you know into the stories mm-hmm. from the video game, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the same character that you had in the game. Well, yeah, and as soon as you don't have the same character, the the great thing with Thrawn was that you could put that same character into the Star Wars universe at a different time period, mm. tell that story and not have to worry about the story of Heir to the Empire. Right. Well, you don't change the character of Thrawn. Where you, you can, can change make him, the character of Mara Jade if you wanted you, to. Well, you ha- kind of have to yeah. because of where Luke is within the sequel trilogy. Right. Well, you just don't have... Yeah, you just don't have her part of Luke's story. Right. You can have her part of... Oh, what the hell? hell she could she could have been a long lost girlfriend, and that's where Ray's story comes in with her trilogy or whatever the hell they're planning. Um, yeah, you but can. She meets her. You're like, oh yeah, I boinked Luke for a while. <laughs> and here's the, here's Luke's child. <laughs> you know, that's here's true. the last Skywalker, not you. Here's Jaina and Jason. These are my kids right. that Luke gave me. That would be weird. You switch just that. Just, yeah, you switch it where. That's Luke, what you can do with all that shit because it's all new. Right, it's new canon. You. You can, and, and that's what the great thing about what Filoni and Favreau have done. They've taken pieces of the old canon. Yeah. And they've brought it to the new universe and said, you know what? We respect the old. We respect yeah. the legend, but. They know they're going to get a flack from the old fans. I mean, because you can eat, I mean, seriously, if you wanted to have Thrawn do the quote unquote heir to the empire. Right. You know, the idea of Thrawn trying to reestablish the empire. He mm. gets a fleet and goes after the new Republic. That's all you need to take from that heir to the empire. Mm-hmm. You know, you can call it heir to the empire because he, you know, of that. Yeah. But you're not going to, like Chris was saying, you're not going to get the other pieces. You know, you're, you're not going to get the crazy old clone. That's trying to, to get Luke Skywalker to be, you know, his, his, uh, apprentice. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to get, <coughs> excuse me, you know, you're not going to get Leia, who's pregnant, going to try to to you know go to the Kashyyyk or going you know doing the, her mission or her plot mm. line in the story. You know, you're not going to get those pieces from it. Yeah, you're going to get a very bare bone, you know, Thrawn with a fleet 
right. trying to reestablish the empire. And that's all you're going to get. Yeah. Ethan, you still there? I know we lost Chris. No, I'm still here. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up because it, it's been such a big hot button with, you know, Star Wars fans right now. Everything's a hot button. <laughs> everything is a very Star hot. Wars fan. Very, you know, if they don't get everything they want the way they want it, then they're not happy. Right. Uh, you know, the whole, the whole, you know, Favreau and Filoni are off, you know, doing their own rogue thing. They're not going to, they're not listening to Kennedy. They're redoing the whole Star Wars universe. No. Well, when you get the, when you got the sequel trilogy and the new, when Disney bought it, it's for a new generation. But everybody. just, Just accept that fact that there will be aspects. It's still funny to me that, you know, people still say, oh, they're going rogue. They're doing whatever they want, where Kathleen Kennedy's still their boss. Yes. Not, it doesn't work like that. But if you look at, <laughs> they if you wanted look to go Mandal- up and do something themselves. If you look at the Mandalorian season seasons, mm. they're all building to stuff that happens in the sequel trilogy. You know, look at the cloning technology that, that Gideon was doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Look yeah. at the cloning technology that they're doing in the Bad Batch. It's all building to the same thing for the Emperor. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're using characters that you see in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. I I don't I don't understand the the internet mentality of no, they're you know, this is how it is. Apparently these people do not understand how any creative part of it industry is, works. I think part of it is the fandom or feel like they want someone to just be like uh, you know, to stand up to the big corporation and and do it the way that the fans wanted it. And since they they have some success with the way they did it, because they listened to some of the fans, they feel like because oh, of they're the doing Snyderverse it. They're doing thing. it because of the oh, whole yeah. Justice League Snyderverse. Mm-hmm. The fans now think they are emboldened, and oh, yeah. it is their responsibility to have these companies do things they want. The other day, I just saw on um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing. They're get Hasbro is getting ready to, to launch maybe a new Haslab for GI Joe, right? So they're doing this transmission thing of, you know, GI Joe has said, "Oh, look, we we intercepted this transmission from Cobra. Cobra is working with Hasbro to build the his tank. We're going to now work with Hasbro to build our own something that we can counter it, right?" Mm. In this transmission, this this marketing campaign yeah, that they're yeah. doing, they show uh, Storm Shadow infiltrating. Hasbro to try to get more information to bring back to Cobra Commander. Mm. In it, they show one of the scenes from the cartoon where it shows Storm Shadow on a, on a big screen talking to Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander has the hood on. Okay. Immediately, fans are like, Hasbro just acknowledged, you know, the hooded Cobra Commander. We need to get hooded Cobra Commander. They've already flat out said they will not do the hooded Cobra Commander. Why? Because it... It gives the idea of Ku Klux Klan, the hood, a terrorist huh. wearing a hood. Yeah, but it's not a. Okay. It's, it's not, not a Klan hood. Yeah. It doesn't have the point, but they've decided that it, just like the kind of the slave Leia, or the name okay. Slave One. Yeah. They're not doing it. They're they're saying that there's a chance this could be offensive to somebody. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to have that chance taken. We're not going to do it. You know, if they did, if they did Leia in the bikini anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be called Slave Leia. It'll right. be called Hut Slayer Leia, where she's more empowered. Yeah. 
but or, they're no, really Tatooine not. Leia or whatever. Right. They're not. They necess- They may not even do that because of the sexual, you know, yeah. look of the character. I got you. So people don't understand. Ha- good thing everybody has three D printers, right? That's so. that. See, that was exactly when I talked to. Just do that if you want it so bad. When I talked to um, the team for Hasbro at Comic Con mm. last year. You know, I talked to the the produ- the, the uh, designers and everybody for GI Joe, mm-hmm. and I asked them point blank. I said, "I know this is not going to happen." I said, "I understand." Mm-hmm. I said, "Do you? What can you say about Hooded Cobra Commander?" Mm-hmm. They said, "We can't say anything. We have been told by legal we are not allowed to discuss this figure. What the only thing we can say is we will not produce that figure in that look." Mm-hmm. You know. But we, you, we can't share our opinion of it. Correct. We can't share our opinion because if it gets leaked that you that we told you and you know who we are. Exactly. And they're like, oh, blah blah blah. Yeah. Exactly. And I got you. So they you know, they said, but if you want if you want that hood, mm-hmm. if you want that so you design, want design he, yeah. they would say design. They yeah. wouldn't say hood. They wouldn't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want that design, there's a lot of people doing 3D printing of it. Yeah. That are looks very good. Yeah. My suggestion is if you really want that figure. Mm-hmm. Get that off of wherever, yeah, and buy a Cobra Commander look at and it, put look it on it. it. Look for a third party. Yes, yeah. People, well, they should do it on their Haslab because it'll sell at the Haslab. They're it's, not it's going not to do it. It's still about a corporation, right? So they have to take a zero tolerance policy. Yeah. You no, know, at the end of the day, it's not about you know making the figure, like the ability to make the figure right. that they. They just don't want to, and they can't. Yeah, they but they can't. feel like Hasbro works for them. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. we're the core audience, not kids. So why can't they do it for us? Because That's you're not the core yeah. audience. They are a toy company. GI Joe is a very tiny percentage of what they make and what they well, sell. Yeah, it's not just GI Joe. Not just GI. Joe. Yeah. You can't look at. Well, I want this one figure mm. that may offend a group of people. That don't even collect those. That don't figures. even collect them. Yeah. That not even buy them. But it's still offensive to them. Now they're going to say, "I'm not buying Hasbro yeah. because of this." I said, "It's just the same thing as with the Indiana Jones toy line. They're not going to have a Nazi character in a Nazi uniform. They'll do a Nazi figure, you know, a, a character that's a Nazi in a everyday clothes. You know, they're the you know you have characters that are." in regular clothes that are Nazis, but they're not going to do a Nazi uniform. You know, Ethan? That leaves you. Well, they, can, they, could, they could probably do it without many insignia. You don't put the, but, you don't put the swastika on it, but it still gives the same, it's the same thing as the hooded Cobra commander. You know, that I, it's a I, Nazi I think uniform. that that figure would be able to get, you'd be able to get away with that more than you would the Cobra Commander figure because, you know, it's just the style of an outfit without any insignias. If anybody wanted to customize it, they well, could. The, but then, then the, the rebuttal... For Indiana that. Jones, I, I feel like, you know, those are main bad guys. But I, again, yeah, I don't think they would. But, then but the, I think the rebuttal get away is, with it. The rebuttal is, well, what about Storm Shadow? Storm Shadow's in white and he has a hood. He has a hood, but it's not over his face. You know, he has, he has a mask, but then he has a hood that comes up, that comes yeah. off, right? It doesn't actually cover his face like a like a, a hood for, you know, a cow. 
You know, it's like if mm-hmm. you put up your your hood on your 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 hoodie. You know. All right. Anyways, let's wrap things up. We've been going for an hour and a half, and I know you've got to get back to furniture shopping. Uh, and Chris had to bail, unfortunately. Oh, uh, we do. We did the we did the furniture shopping. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> so All right. But, well. Uh, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. We'll hopefully we'll get back to you know maybe one or two a month. Um, I know Travis wants to be on. Unfortunately, with the holiday weekend, he had things with uh, you know with with his daughter, so he couldn't join us today. Uh, but yeah, we're going to try to we're going to try to get more shows out there. Still, um, I have to say, Doug told us that we are no longer allowed to say we don't have listeners, even though it's a stick. He said, let that go because you actually do have people listening to the show. You need to stop that. Doug Wilson. He was like, you need, you know, you do have listeners. So stop saying you don't have listeners. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I appreciate that. So, okay. So, you know, I got to make sure I tell Chris that too. You know, <laughs> we're offending the listeners we have by saying we don't have listeners. Yeah, no, Even I, though it's I, a stick. I, I get that. Alright, so we're gonna wrap things up. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris who had to leave us, Mike and Ethan, I'm already saying we will talk to you next time.